2: This is Dating While Gray, the Grown Up's Guide to Love, Sex, and Relationships. I'm Laura Stasi, and I do not use cannabis. Just saying. No judgment if you do, and you might. Weed is legal for medicinal use in the majority of the United States, recreational use is legal in almost half. Wherever you go, it's 420 somewhere. Maybe you remember that time I met a retired opera singer at a virtual speed dating event. We connected on our own afterward and then talked about it for an episode of this podcast.
3: I like to get stoned. I like to smoke pot. Because you, know?
2: mm-hmm. you talked about having sex while stoned. Yeah. I'm wondering the wisdom of revealing to a virtual stranger mm-hmm. that you like to have sex while you're stoned. Yeah, that was probably a mistake. Uh- <laughs> I confess, that was the first time I had ever heard marijuana is an aphrodisiac. Okay, interesting, but I didn't think it was relevant information for me personally. The opera singer and I had already decided we weren't a match, so it's not like I'd be confronted with sleeping with someone who wants to get high first or getting high myself. Also, the opera singer had a medical marijuana card for joint pain. So I assumed he was in a small pool of older users who had discovered this extra benefit by accident. But then I signed up for a three-month membership on Match.com. It was the first time I had been on that particular site in years, and I noticed there was a new-to-me question about being, quote, 420 friendly. Now, for the uninitiated, 420 is a slang term that basically means Time to get high. It was supposedly coined by a group of teenage stoners in Northern California in 1971. Okay, boomer. Maybe Match sense a trend that more and more people are using weed, but they gave only two choices for answering the 420-friendly question, yes or no. In contrast, there are four different ways to respond to questions about tobacco and alcohol use. Like for the do you smoke question, you can answer no, yes occasionally, yes daily, or yes trying to quit. For do you drink, the choices are no. Sometimes, depends on the day. Yes, is it happy hour yet? Or in moderation, of course. 420 friendly, what does that mean? Can I be friendly with a stranger I met that one time in college? Does friendly mean you stop and talk whenever you happen to run into each other? Or do you make plans to meet up? Do you get together weekly or daily? Suddenly, I became 420 curious. I decided to do some research, not the hands-on kind. I looked up some studies, and here's what I found. Cannabis use is becoming more common among older people. In fact, those of us 55 and older are the fastest growing demographic of users. The majority report using cannabis for therapeutic reasons, like managing chronic pain, easing anxiety, aiding with sleep, relieving depression, treating glaucoma.
3: I'm Michael Castleman, a sexuality journalist for 46 years, author of several books about sexuality. My latest is called Sizzling Sex for Life, How to Maximize Erotic Pleasure at Any Age.
2: I interviewed Michael for a season two episode. He lives in California and he told me via email, he's been a cannabis user for 50 years. He's written about studies that have found marijuana does enhance sexual intimacy, increasing desire, arousal, orgasms and satisfaction in both men and women. And in his book, Sizzling Sex for Life, Michael recommends that anyone who's curious about how it might affect their bedroom time should quote, try some and see. Then again, I also came across research that has found cannabis use among older people problematic. For example, a huge increase over the past 14 years in the number of people 65 and older who've been treated in California hospital emergency rooms for adverse side effects from cannabis. Those side effects include dizziness, panic attacks, confusion, and worsening of conditions such as asthma some experts say older people are at a higher risk for adverse reactions, possibly because of other medications we may be taking, or not knowing how much is too much. This kind of research is helpful, but I wanted to supplement it, so I asked Dating All grade listeners to weigh in with their experiences. You'll hear from three of them. The first voice is an actor reading one of the emails. <music>
1: I was a complete abstainer from anything that remotely resembled a drug until I was in my late 50s. Then I met someone who introduced me to marijuana. Oh my God, I had no idea sex could be like that. It really helped lower my inhibitions. However, in the early days when I was still trying it out, I overdosed, and that was not pleasant. We had sex. It was unbelievable, and I started hallucinating that I was seeing everything for the second or third time. It was awful. I thought I was having a stroke. I said I wanted to go to the ER, but my partner hesitated because he thought we might get into legal trouble. But I was so out of it, I finally called 911. Somewhere, there is a recording of me, very stoned, talking about having had the most amazing orgasm and now I'm worried that I burst an artery in my brain or something. The ambulance came. They took me away. The police were very friendly to my partner. In the ambulance, I heard the medics say, anxiety attack from marijuana. And they let me sleep it off at the hospital. Since then, we have learned exactly how much we should use without me getting wobbly. I do love it. I do love the sack, and I do love sleeping like a baby afterwards.
4: Hi, Laura. This is Nancy. Just wanted to chime in on the 420 discussion. I'm 69 and live in Northern Virginia. Been single for eight years. Used to have a medical marijuana card. It's so easy to get. There are lots of websites that connect you with the doctor who signs off. I had some anxiety and I have trouble sleeping. So that's all I needed to say to get my letter. But now I actually just traveled to Maryland where it's now 100% legal. The people at the dispensary are quite helpful and know what gummy or vape is best for sleep or whatever I want to use it for. It's also much cheaper over there, and there's a better selection of products. Every night I take half a gummy, and it helps me sleep. I've also made brownies, and every once in a while, if my friend with benefits is coming over, I'll have one. It definitely makes the sex better. It lowers my inhibitions and just makes everything more fun. You should try it.
0: I'm not black and white on marijuana. On rare occasions, I'll smoke with friends, but I love getting high before sex. Some of the best sex of my life was had while high. To say it's an enhancer to me is putting it mildly. For me, marijuana really amplifies physical sensation and it blocks inhibitions and allows total immersion in the moment. However, I don't want a partner who's a stoner. I'm not interested in being with someone who has to smoke daily, and that's really important to me. It's so important that I'd rather forego pot with sex than have a pothead partner. People who aren't regular smokers might not know there are two main strains of marijuana, sativa and indica. Indica is the type that makes you very relaxed and mellow, so it's good for smoking in the evening before bed. But if you smoke it in the morning, it will likely kill your day. And sativa is the one that sometimes make people feel fidgety or paranoid or have racing thoughts and find everything hysterically funny. And I really wish people had told me this years ago, because it was always a big mystery to me why I reacted to marijuana in different ways at different times. When I was living in North Carolina in 2021... They allowed certain loophole strains of marijuana, such as Delta-8, along with CBD, to be sold in the state without a prescription. I was having some very intense chiropractic care at that time, and I was in constant low back pain. And I found that smoking a combination of Delta-8 and CBD helped my pain, with only a very mild, relaxing high, none of that fidgety energy or paranoia that I tend to get when I smoke sativa. People in states where marijuana isn't legal might want to look into whether their state allows sales of Delta-8 and whether their local dispensary has combinations of Delta-8 and CBD for pain. The dispensary I went to um, sold individual joints, so it was easy to try it out without a big investment.
2: You may have noticed those commenters are all women. But studies have found men are more likely to use. Like this Michael, a 64-year-old graphic
3: designer. Sometimes I go by Raj.
2: (laughs) Is that a different episode?
3: (laughs) I don't know. It's short for Nataraja. Oh. The uh, dancing statue circled by flames, the uh, yogi incarnation of Shiva. Oh, wow. Nataraja means king dancer. Okay. And while I am not a king, I am a dancer.
2: Oh, this is so interesting because the picture that you showed me of you in high school, you look like a very, uh, I don't know, almost like a
3: football player. Were you an athlete in high school? Oh, my God. No. I was a drug-dealing hippie, (laughs) totally opposite from your crowd. Uh Uh-huh. We went to the same high school. We did. No, not a football player. My brother was. Who was in your class? Oh, maybe that's that's who I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah. Okay. Light bulb. <laughs> light bulb. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So we both grew up at a time when marijuana was illegal, and it was also kind of a little scary, at least from my perspective. I, you know, cigarettes were scary from my perspective. But if you wouldn't mind describing, I guess, your personal history with marijuana, sure.
3: Yeah, as it was called in the day, I copped my first bag. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Yeah, I, d- I guess it just means purchased. Oh, okay. How much was it back then, do you remember? Uh, $35 for an ounce. That's ex- That sounds expensive. No? Uh, it was pretty lightweight and uh, maybe uh, 5% seeds at the time. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have seeds anymore now, they're bud. And um, much more potent than it used to be in those days. Then it was uh, leaves and seeds, pretty much. But I had no idea what I was purchasing, and I have a sense that it may have been something like oregano. In that, having smoked the whole bag, sharing with a friend of mine, there was absolutely no effect. Oh. And um, and I thought to myself, my gosh, what's all the hype about? (laughs) And then um, started purchasing... Hawaiian and Jamaican and Mexican. And then, after just a few years, I became a born-again Christian. I stopped doing drugs. I stopped drinking alcohol. I became a missionary. I used to smuggle Bibles into China, for instance. Oh, my God! Traveling around the world as missionary, went to Bible college four years. uh, Went to seminary, Episcopal Seminary. Wow. After that. And um, eventually, God and I had a kind of a falling out Hmm. um, after about 25 years, maybe. And slowly, I became reacquainted with weed. The falling out you had with
2: God, and then you were reacquainted with weed, and then at some point, your marriage ended. Was that all happening about the same time?
3: Yeah, although the first two were more paramount, more in the forefront, Mm -hmm. uh, and then the weed kind of just trickled in later. So how did you get reacquainted with it, and why? Well, I will tell you. (laughs) I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I was visiting a couple of artist friends of mine after moving down to Richmond and uh, up in Alexandria, and um, I was staying with them. We were doing an art show together, and it was my birthday. And I was uh, telling uh, them both, um, you know, I used to smoke weed. I wonder what it would be like now. I mean, you know, now that I'm an adult, it'd be interesting. You know, I was just kind of thinking, I had no idea they smoked. Mm. And so he got up from the table. He's a personal chef and and he had, it was a marvelous meal. He had treated us for my birthday. Anyway, he got up and left and He came back, and he held this big bowl, you know what I mean by bowl, a pipe, piled high marijuana in it. And he looked at me with this big smile right in my face, and he said, Happy birthday! (laughs) (laughs) So, what could I do? You know, I had already said I was willing to do it, and and, uh, et cetera. And I did, but in the same way that I used to as a teenager, and that is, multiple hits as the pipe is passed around taking it in big lungful holding it in and after about three times around the whole world started turning upside down and i felt like i was shot out of a rocket to venus and that's when i realized this is not your grandmother's weed yeah was it a good feeling or it was not a good feeling So that's when I realized that uh, the potency of today's marijuana is nothing like it used to be.
2: Yeah.
3: The weed today is cultivated for significant amounts of THC, and only the bud is harvested. And so it's very different. And I I wrote in a note to myself, never do this again. Mm. It was that
2: bad. We don't think about that as marijuana. You think you get silly? You laugh, you get hungry, you sleep it off, right? Right. So, but it did not... Okay, so you wrote yourself a note, but clearly you ignored the note. Yeah, I did. We'll hear more from Michael and from a former 420-friendly listener after the break.
0: ABC's The Bachelor franchise has come a long way since it started over 20 years ago. But now the show is maturing and bringing a whole new generation into its quest for love. A 72-year-old, quote, patriarch from Indiana, Gary Turner is our newest bachelor, and 22 women, all of them age 60 or over, are hoping this widowed father of two is their next great love. This journey is going to be recapped every week by slate senior producer shana roth and laura stassi host of the dating while gray podcast tune in as they dish on the dates the antics the romance and so much more check out the golden bachelor recap series in the waves feed every friday morning it's available wherever you get your podcasts
2: hormone harmony is a supplement for women of all ages and all stages of menopause And it's become a phenomenon. I hear that a bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony is by Happy Mammoth, the company dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients like herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to stressors, including hormonal changes that naturally occur throughout a woman's lifetime. They can help alleviate hot flashes, night sweats, and that feeling of being tired all the time. The biggest benefit, feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in the more than 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code datingwhilegray at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code datingwhilegray for 15% off today. For me, getting back out there means sprucing up my date night wardrobe, but I don't necessarily want to have a lot of extra stuff to hang on to. That's why I was happy to find out about Armoire. It's a clothing rental service, and it really takes away the stress about what to wear. For a monthly fee, members get access to high-quality designer clothing for any occasion. Just take a five-minute style quiz to get suggestions, and then pick what you want. The clothes arrive in as little as two days. One of the items I chose is a green v-neck wrap dress that works for both business and pleasure. And here's one thing I really love. Armoire is women-founded and women-led. Right now, my listeners can give armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style. That is armoire.style. A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash dating while gray to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today.
5: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you.
6: Hello, Laura. This is Anne. In a few years ago, I got a medical prescription in Maryland for medical marijuana. I had filled it tentatively. I was feeling a lot of anxiety because my romance had recently broke up and I was bereft and anxious. I decided to use gummies because I thought that would be an easier way for me to handle medical marijuana. But the interesting challenge of the gummies was that it took a couple of hours for them to take effect. And every time I took a gummy, and then I wasn't feeling anything, I might take a second gummy, and I really still wasn't feeling anything, and I would forget that I had taken one or two gummies. And then I would leave the house and get in my car and drive somewhere to to do an errand. And in the middle of doing that, I would start talking to myself in the car and start laughing. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I'm stoned. And so then I would be anxious to figure out how I was going to get home safely and I'd get pulled over for being stoned while driving. That happened twice and it kind of made me pretty cautious about taking gummies at all. My daughter, who was much more of an expert at this, advised me that if I'd smoked a joint instead of taking a gummy, that I would at least... Be have instant reaction to it, and then I would be able to control it better. But I decided not to do that. What I did decide to do was to have gummies in the evening, so to take one gummy when I was going to bed, figuring that it would help me sleep, because again, my anxiety was getting in the way of my having a good night's sleep. So I take a gummy at night, and I wouldn't say that it was that effective or not, but after a few months of doing that, I realized I was starting to have memory issues. I couldn't remember where I'd parked my car. I couldn't remember things that were obvious, things that I'd not forgotten before. It wasn't just typical old age kind of forgetfulness. These were more serious, forgetful things. And I was having some periods of total confusion by myself. So I thought I should stop taking the gummies at all, and so I quit cold turkey at that point. It took about a month to get the CBD out of my system before I stopped having those periods of confusion and memory forgetfulness. And I'm really glad I stopped, because apparently for me, CBD, and certainly not THC, is just not working for me. I don't really intend to have any more experiences with either one. It just doesn't work for me. Kind of too bad, but uh, if I want to get high, I'll have a glass of wine. You know, I really hadn't liked weed much when I was in college either. It gave me the giggles and the munchies. Giggles was great, but munchies wasn't great because it seemed like I was always trying to lose weight and having the munchies for no reason didn't help at all.
2: Before the break, you heard Michael say that he, too, decided marijuana was not for him after their reunion went badly. But shunning the drug didn't
3: last. After a while, I became uh, introduced to it again in a relationship that I had after my marriage. I didn't have access, but uh, she did. And uh, so little by little, I began to get co- more comfortable with it and learn— Dosage. Dosage is so important for medicine, right?
2: Yeah. Okay. So, wait. So, I want to talk about dosage and I also want to talk about your use of the word medicine. So, you said that you had a relationship and she had
3: access to it. Does that mean she knew a good dealer? No, not a dealer. She had a friend who had access to it. I don't know how she did exactly, but, and we would partake maybe once a month, Mm -hmm. you know, so not very often. I eventually became much more regular. The last three years, maybe, more regular. And I've begun to pull back from that some. It's a medicine, but as with all medicines, uh, or most medicines, there are adverse effects, side effects, right? Things that you, it's a cost that you might have to pay for the benefit, whatever it might be. And I believe that, for me anyway, one of the downsides to it is cognitive impairment. Particularly if you regularly use, then you don't have the opportunity to have those effects diminish over time. I can tell that the more time I give it, the more clear is my thinking, uh, the more access I have to memory, the more ability I have to make new memories. And I'm not entirely convinced that my cognitive capacity is all that great anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe I'm just at the edge, and it just pushes me over a little. Because a lot of people, they don't have as much of a problem with it. Yeah. So would you
2: call yourself a regular user?
3: Probably now, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And um, how
2: are you getting it at this point?
3: I had a medical card um, for a year here in Virginia. And... (laughs) Interestingly enough, um, it is not that hard to get. Tell me about that. Yeah. So you, it's a phone call. You call a a nurse practitioner who has the ability to prescribe medicine, and uh, she asked you a couple of questions. Maybe she only asks you one, now that I think about it. Why do you feel you need this medicine? Mm. And so I, I was prepared with, well, um, so I've suffered some depression here and there, and um, and that was the main reason I gave. She said, "Okay, that satisfies." Then I asked her a question. I said, "Do you give the card out to everyone who calls you?" And she says, "Oh no, no. What what would be a a improper answer? I a long, disqualifying a disqualifying <laughs> answer." She said, well, if you said you just wanted to get high, that wouldn't have worked. But virtually anything else works. works Let's first of all
2: talk about the, uh, the positive effects physically and mentally.
3: Uh, okay, so as an artist, uh, one positive effect is uh, increased creativity. For me, it's a little like entering into a dream state where uh, I'm no longer as solidly attached to the material world or to expectations, but now the sky's the limit. I mean, they, get, they call it getting high for a reason, because now maybe there's more of a bird's eye view of potential, and I'm no longer as beholden, attached to any one particular choice. Hmm. Um, so, think outside the box, uh, creative opportunity uh, that didn't exist before. Uh, let's see. Let me think.
2: Dancing.
3: This, Can you uh, set dance? Oh, my gosh. Laura. <laughs> uh, we are not smoking as we're having this interview either, by no, the way. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. Um, yeah. So, I'm a dancer. And, you know, I I teach a thing I call Zen Tango, which I created. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. And it's all about connection because I'm yoga trained and a meditator. Um, so it's all about the connection and moving together as one. It's about fusion. I, I don't typically smoke when I do tango. We, we drink red wine, Malbecs typically from Argentina. But when I'm out and about kind of freewheeling, I could easily. And it allows, particularly if my partner is also smoking, it allows uh, this fusion to take place, this oneness, the coming together and creating in concert, collaboratively, mm-hmm. eyes bright and shiny and and seeing what could be and making that happen uh, together, the two bodies becoming one.
2: Speaking of two bodies becoming one, I've also
3: heard it is a sexual enhancer, so, um, I don't want it to be too graphic, but uh, at my age, I will take vitamin V,
2: Sidenafil, <laughs> <It's an>
3: <laughs> Viagra, um, which allows me to last a long time. Then, because of the marijuana, now the world is my easel, and I create these beautiful things gestures. And uh it moves from dance, um, which is beautiful gesturing, just very gradually to the bedroom and waking up in the morning and it just, you know, continuing. It's funny, you think of getting older as necessarily being a reduction in potency. Mm-hmm. Well, with the uh, addition of some medications and the right dosages and the right combinations, not at all, but very much an enhancement, Mm. like nothing I've ever experienced before.
2: Huh. You're not the first person I've heard that it is really, you know, sex is amazing when you're high, but I've often wondered This is a terrible analogy, but I'm remembering when I was pregnant and of course I wasn't drinking alcohol and I went out with my husband and another couple and they were all drinking and they thought it was hilarious and everything was wonderful in the conversation. And I was like, I'm not into this at all. So I'm just wondering if it would be, uh, if it would ever be the same with like weed or something.
3: I hear what you're saying. I have found that it is a more, uh, gratifying experience when we are both hot. Mm-hmm. So can you give me um
2: an anecdote, I guess, where you thought, okay, I need to curtail.
3: Yeah. Um and again with dosage. And also combinations. Combining marijuana with alcohol a couple of times I felt faint. I, I felt like if I were uh if I didn't intentionally take one breath after the other, I would possibly not, because I didn't really feel like I needed to. So I had to stay alert, consciously breathe, and that sort of thing. And uh, it wasn't a lot uh, necessarily, I didn't think at the time, but maybe too much. So again, I don't exactly know how it works, but for me, it doesn't take much. It's like a switch, um, like a light switch. Very little pressure and only once to turn the lights on. Mm. Um, So it doesn't require a lot for me. And so I've learned just to be a lot more circumspect, a lot more uh, careful in in dosages. Do you prefer smoking over ingesting? Good question. Yep. Um, So both have uh, advantages and disadvantages. An advantage to the um, uh, smoking is you're much more controlled in the intake, uh, the dosage. Um, And it's much quicker in experiencing the effect. And it doesn't last as long. Mm, Okay. When you ingest, It can take upwards of an hour, maybe even two, typically at least for me an hour. And you know exactly how much you're getting because it's written on the package, Mm -hmm. 10 milligrams or, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. But I don't know for sure how much 10 milligrams of this particular strain is going to affect me. And I won't know for an hour. Yeah. And the mistake people make when they ingest is say, oh, gosh. That really wasn't enough. That dosage was too little. Wrong. (laughs) Yeah, it just takes a while. You need to wait. But what about your lungs? Right. Uh, There's the issue of of lungs. Uh, When you smoke, of course, it's going to impact negatively, your lungs.
2: You said that you take care of your dad. Is your dad aware of
3: your use of weed? Does he care? Oh, my dad's aware of Anything that uh, is in my life, I, I don't hold anything back from him. He's tried it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and is, it, it's not good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's aware, but he's not interested. I should clarify
2: that Michael is not his ninety-three-year-old dad's caretaker, but a companion. Dad lives on his own about 60 miles away, and is still active and healthy, and by the way, has a girlfriend who's in her 70s. As for marijuana's cost, according to the data platform Statista, the average price in the US is almost $319 for an ounce, which will yield about 60 joints. Okay, after all this, I'm still no closer to declaring that I'm 420 friendly or that I'm not if those are my only two options. And honestly, I'd want any potential dating partner to also feel comfortable skipping that question online. If we happen to connect, then we can talk about it in a phone call or an email or in those first few face-to-face meetups when we're deciding how friendly we wanna be with each other. Dating While Gray's audio production and mix is by Steve Lack Audio. For more on the show, check out datingwhilegray.com. That's where you can find the latest episodes, plus the archive of previous episodes. You can also find links to send me questions, comments, tips, and true stories through email and voicemail. You know I love hearing from you while you're there, sign up for the free Dating While Gray e-newsletter, delivered every Friday to your inbox. That's datingwhilegray.com. I'm Laura Stasi. Thanks for listening.
0: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.